Hello, I'm Patrick, and I will be playing Huggins, the Tengu swashbuckler. Um, I haven't exactly worked out much of his backstory. I just know that um, that that is not his actual name, and it was recorded improperly in his official documents. And he's eternally angry and squawky about it. Oh, and uh, I heard y'all were spellcasters, so I took a bunch of traits to keep people angry at me, specifically, when we get into a fight. I don't know if spellcasters are all glass cannons, but that was my worry. <laughs> I don't feel like a glass cannon. I feel I feel pretty beefy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty nice. strong for some kind of caster. Yeah, muscle wizard. Yeah, kineticist um, is interesting. Yeah, well, I guess I, I can introduce myself. Uh, I am Jojo. I am playing a Venara kineticist. Uh, so lots of elemental bending. Uh, I think I, I'm mostly leaning towards fire, but I, I also I think have uh, wood and air elements at my disposal. Um, my character is a former would have been thief after trying to steal a uh, staff um, from. Thundar Earthshaker uh, from a nearby village, um, but was unsuccessful in doing so and is trying to remedy their ways um, and trying to perhaps protect things uh, instead of taking things and enjoys running interference from people uh, from rival villages who want to steal stuff. Uh, my Vanaro's name is Sandro. And they have taken it upon themselves to, you know, it takes a thief to catch a thief. Uh, it's kind of that angle where now instead of thieving, I I am Batman. I, the thieves worry about me. <laughs> and um, that's basically it. I'm a pretty strong monkey. I'll, I'll element bend your, your face off. Um, and I've got a stick. I've got a Rafiki stick I'm pretty thrilled about. And, uh, yeah, that's me and my character. Uh, hey, I'm Steph, and I will be playing Kit Kat, the, uh, catfolk sorcerer. I am kind of in the same vein of former thief using skills for good, um, grew up causing general mischief around town, um, friend of the barkeep, enemy of the local guard, but one member of the special forces uh, has taken an interest in me and my skills and has kind of fast-tracked me on my way to becoming one of the good guys and using my skills for good. Awesome. I feel like I should just introduce a random character. <laughs> Hi, I'm... Uh, you can introduce uh, yourself. <laughs> no. Hi, I'm Andrew. Um, I'm going to be all the other fantastical people in this uh, game. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, super excited. Uh, lots of goofy stuff um, from, you know, the uh, one of the first characters I've ever made uh, is going to be in this in this thing. So be excited for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, overall, it's going to be lots of fun. Uh, I don't hmm, What else is there that I can say about me? Um, yeah. Uh, got lots of lots of NPC stuff going on. <laughs> How do your characters know each other? This on the spot. Yeah, well, hmm. I, I think it, it'd be fun what? to just, you know, chat it out and think of it like not necessarily like I need the answer, but like we can talk it out, figure it out. Okay. Or um, we can decide we don't know each other at all. And we start session one with the, oh, no, no one knows anyone. 
Uh, are we employed? Uh, you yeah. would be working for the museum, yes. That's what I was thinking. We could just be, like, put on a, a team together. Nice. Like, our first job. I'm, I'm kind of leaning in that direction, also. Like, I can maybe something... Yeah, like, you know, maybe it's like, um, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reason, the three of us are paired together to investigate would-be thieves or assailants or maybe you know it could be like hey somebody has something they want to contribute uh to the library to to the lyceum but they can't make it here on their own will you go and escort them and it's like yeah we can do that and you know i, I feel like something along those angles like, like probably through the lyceum is probably the easiest way to tag us all together yeah, sounds yeah. good. Seems solid to me. I kind of like it because also it it's fitting. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, so um, now I think uh, to to double down on putting you spot because because I'm a menace to society <laughs> as I've established. Uh, um, I will say uh, I think building the city folklore in a uh, in like a collaborative sense is going to be part cool. of this campaign um and to start that i guess here right now in the trailer uh i guess i'm gonna go we'll go the same order we originally went in and we'll just follow that same order um okay and have everybody give me uh something from this place that like a location or like a you know a person or something that uh is just cool in uh in like a in your character sense like a you know it could be the pizza the pizza place like pizza like where where did pizza come from and like how do we have pizza and like you know i'm excited about the pizza place but like something small about the city of folklore that's like this is it for me like the cool thing is uh, so uh that will start with patrick ah um i need to find like a name generator or something i was thinking along the lines of like a back alley potion shop nice um I, i'm kind of thinking like little hole-in-the-wall kind of potion shop where you might not always get what you intend to buy, but you always get something that is potent. But I need to find, like, a name generator or something. The name of the store is just powerful potions that may do what you want them to. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the idea of getting a defective potion. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, all right, well, uh, why? Help me, you... out, help me out with names here. I don't want to make something that sticks out like a sore thumb in your setting. Uh, you know, uh, we we've named the town folklore, uh, and uh, and and then th- there's a thing called the Lyceum of Fables. Um, but then there's also I love a, that word a floating city called Colth. So like, I honestly, the names of places are all over the place. So, is this an is this an airship setting? Uh no this the city okay. the city that floats in the air it actually was like sundered from the mountain and like frozen in time in like perpetual falling. Um, oh man! But uh, <laughs> we we can talk about that another time. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, I was just curious because I've got a, a sailor's background and I'm like, well, what kind of ship was I sailing around on? I mean, if you want it to be an airship, there is technology in the setting. Uh, nah, it's fine. It's fine if you don't got airships. I don't want to force anything in here. I, I very specific bird, people have airships. Bird, bird person though is what I'm saying. It's like yeah. sailor of the sky. Yeah. 
I imagine it's just like a pair like a paraglider <laughs> like that's the ship is just like right legend of zelda tarp <laughs> hey it, it fits i took the um i took the the trait that lets me not take any fall damage i can't fly but i can fall with style that's hilarious you you should have a goddamn tarp <laughs> that's funny as hell it's not like a, it's not like wings or anything. I just get out my tarp. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, no, that's great. It's fun. No, they actually gave it to bar. me at the potion shop. I'm okay. calling dibs on their place being a bar. Cool. All right. Uh, well, I guess while you figure out a name for this place, uh, Jojo. Yeah. Hit me with your best. So, okay. So I just finished reading um the Frugal Wizard's Handbook. Uh. And it, it's like a sci-fi story, but basically it's like the trope is like a traveling back to medieval times. Um, but the way they do it is in sci-fi, like if you go back in time, you mess up the future, right? Like that's always a thing of time travel. Yeah. Um, well, the way they do it in this book is like you're going to an alternate dimensions medieval world. That way, you don't mess up the concurrent timeline, um, and it's kind of like a super capitalist. Like they buy you buy the rights to be able to jump into that dimension or whatever. But in the book, there are all these chapters on like frequently asked questions, and it's like, can I have talking bananas in my universe? And they're like, no, because we we have to have a version of reality that could have existed. Like we're going backwards in time, but it's a shared history between the timelines up to a certain point, and then it becomes an alternate dimension. And at no point in Earth's history have there been talking bananas, so you can't have them. And uh, I think what I want, as I am a talking monkey, I am a banara, I want there, I want there to be like a magic banana tree in this town, and I want there to be little sentient bananas. I want to talk to the little bananas, and I want to come to grips with the fact that I can't eat them. And maybe I tried. Maybe I tried to eat the little sentient bananas, and they screamed horribly. I don't know, but I think that's <laughs> I think that's the angle. Please don't hurt me. I'm just, I'm just I just sentient banana. I think I want a a, a bushel of sentient bananas. Um, <laughs> I, I, maybe maybe there could be a little pavilion, a little orchard. I don't know, but I I want there to be talking talking bananas for. No. For no other reason than I am a monkey, and I just read this book, and now I want I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. I honestly maybe I that's what drew me drew me to to folklore to begin with was I was going to steal a bushel of talking bananas. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely think uh, definitely think that fits. Uh, at, but also, like, I think we could expand that to being like just talking fruit in general because uh, uh what is pathfinder has uh like you know leshy and like different like uh yeah plant people and like that type of stuff so i think like that would be a cool like uh way to incorporate them in this town it's like uh they grow here and like they're they're cool plant people uh can you have like a little banana sidekick just like oh my god <laughs> If if you want to give me the power to constantly have a voice in every scene as a talking banana, oh my I God. will accept it. 
I like. I don't hate it. If if you now hold the fucking phone, and, and then I can because ring, now I, can I ring, want ring banana phones. I I yeah, maybe I do want this. Hang on, <laughs> wait, because you know now I'm picturing like what was it? I think her name is Navi from from Legend of Zelda, like little fairy. Hey, look, I I want that. I want a banana fairy. I want a little <laughs> I want a little banana fairy. And I it'll almost be funnier if no one else can see it. It'll <laughs> it's only sentient to you, but for us it's like you're talking to a banana. It's like a, is... but it's like months old. Okay. But you you also have to like hold it to your ear, like because it talks really low, so the banana phone. <laughs> I love that, and I I literally I don't hate that shit at all. Is <laughs> because that'll be that'll be the the DM hotline where I'm like, can I can I consult my banana phone? <laughs> I'm envisioning a scenario where right now we think this is amazing, and then like three sessions from now, Andrew's figured out how to turn it against us. And we're regretting this decision. <laughs> the banana phone is the BBEG. <laughs> the reality oh, is, is that the banana that. fairies were erased from history, and like they're trying to find a way to like ruin everything. Yo, banana lore, let's go! I'm here. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, no, but <laughs> uh, it sounds like fun. Um, in fact, uh, I played a I played a game. And I, I, I played in this game, uh, and I was a gnome, uh, and my wife played on and off as a sentient pineapple that talked to my character. So, oh my god, my wife didn't want to play every time, so she would just jump in as like the sentient pineapple that would talk to me, and uh, only I could see the pineapple, and it was, it was very similar concept. <laughs> and I, and, but uh, so you're saying you have the experience to make this work? Yes, and. <laughs> and then and then like to make it even more like crazy uh the dm was like i'm going to slowly give you like abilities that affect the outside world uh so like uh pineapple juice on the floor like making people slip and like and it was so crazy and repeatedly i would sit and talk to myself as a character <laughs> But also talking to a pineapple. Wow, uh, it was it was great. It was I'm tough. with it. That's my that's my that's my bit. That's my discovery. Was I don't know how you want to incorporate in what capacity there are sentient banana trees. If I if there was just one and I took a single bushel and one of them was like, please don't eat me. <laughs> uh, any any of those, but that that is my that is my things. Yeah. All right, sentient bananas. We can do this. All right, Steph. Um. Okay. I wanted a bar. I'll workshop the name, but um, this is a place that is a little rundown. It's a little like a tourist would never go there. A little divey, but it's um run actually by a retired like wizard who has traveled all over, fought all over, seen everything there is to see. And was just like, now I just want to open up a little shop and just be a normal dude. But um, through befriending him, he's become like uh, a guy I go to for advice of like, what what's the read on the town? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? Hey, I have a problem with this. Like, what do you know about X, Y, and Z? And also has like 
the best sub sandwiches of all time. <laughs> we got to somehow figure out how to get the subway pun in there without getting copyrighted. Yeah, I was, about, I was, I was about to say like that 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 cries out for a sandwich pun. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll. I'll uh, I'll lead in with a uh, a strange promise that uh, Steph will understand, but no one else will get. Uh, <laughs> I promise not to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> to uh, I, all right, maybe I'll elaborate. Uh, so in the last, in the last, in the last game we played, we played Blades in the Dark, and uh, one of their uh, acquaintances was a tavern keep named Rigby, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, I completely destroyed his tavern. Um, <laughs> it just blasted it into the bits, and they had to like crawl out under like burning beams to get out of there. Uh, so uh, we won't do that this time. Uh, all right, hey. we'll, we'll let the we'll let the we'll let the retired wizard live because man, he's a good guy. Yeah, no, he struggled. Like he was a wizard. Man, you know this. how many like nonsense questions you get from people like, "Hey, can you know? Uh, can you resurrect my? <laughs> can you uh? Can you make this light work? I heard that you'd have the mending spell. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's oh. that's all the stuff. And uh, and and then uh, we're we're gonna do one last round of this because uh, again, I it's still a menace to society. It hasn't changed. Um, that's your job. We are in the uh in this uh place where you know folklore and, and fables and legends are uber important um so again same order uh we're gonna chip off our our favorite myth uh in this world and it can be whatever you want it to be uh but uh yeah something that's oh. like your character is like oh man i remember that i love that story that's like the coolest you know uh like uh yeah so Patrick. okay so i took i took a i took an ability feat called after you <laughs> and I'm gonna use it right now to buy time to think. It allows oh, me to go last in initiative. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're using abilities. In the I'm using it. I'm using it before the game even begins. Uh, the game is afoot before the game has a foot in the door. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess JoJo, you're. I up. definitely need a second to think about this. Okay. I want my myth to be. I I want like Wukong's Goku's monkey stick. I want there to be a stick so dope that it extends like 130 feet for no reason. Like I want one of those. Like if I hold on to this stick and say power pole extend and I can fly into the air, that's what I want. I want I want a power pole stick that defies reason and all expectations. And if I, I point front towards enemy, and it's a straight 120 foot line uh, D6. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, when I was little, I heard a story about these sentient rocks somewhere that they look like any old rock but if you find the right rock and you you know you ask it a question you, you just start a conversation you just try and talk to a rock one of these rocks is gonna talk back and it and its friends can work together and like build you a mansion out of rocks and like that is the reward for finding the one sentient rock so like everywhere i travel anytime i see a rock and i'm like hey how you doing trying to find hey, buddy. Like, these mythical sentient rocks build me a castle 
this is this is actually uh super duper crazy but uh so how i've been building uh dwarfs in this setting uh is based on the like crystals and rocks that grow in the like mountain that they're in uh and using like real world rocks and crystals to figure out and anyway uh some of them can uh some of the dwarfs can crystal sing uh which Mm -hmm. essentially brings sentience to crystals so like it's already an established thing in the setting that rocks can talk uh so I think it's cool to have that as like a uh, and like a a thing that you've heard of because it it could very well be the myth that is like the Dorvin myth because like nobody like messes with the crystal singing dwarves because they just live in the mountain uh, <laughs> and so like as an outsider to that culture like you can have that like I heard about this from someone and like you know talk to all the rock yeah. and obviously uh, there there will be a sentient rock somewhere <laughs> which rock I don't know hell yeah. Love it. One day the rock will talk back. All right. We got... We got okay. One. So I don't know anything about the lore of Tengus, but I was thinking, based around my, my airship eagerness, that there are uh, myths that Tengu used to rule the skies, but they don't seem to have any rules about them flying, so I, I guess it'll be in the form of airships. Oh, that's really cool. You said only... You said only specific people have airships now, like maybe long ago it, it was the Tengu. Oh, okay. But rule the skies, they do no longer. Okay, all right. Oh, mysterious. That's mysterious. Cool. That's really cool. Has a lot of space for doing stuff. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to give you uh, my favorite myth in this world, just for funsies. Just for funsies. Um, so... Um, We've already we've already talked about the uh, perpetual time lock city. Uh, there is uh, so uh, there is a in that city, Doris and Goliath live together, right? Um, and the leader of like the Goliath people discovered like a portal to like an opposite world or whatever, and uh, discovered like a <clears throat> a robot person um, and. Uh, that robot person was like hiding outside of time or whatever and uh is like well you found me so now i got to destroy all of you and uh instead of getting destroyed uh he beat beat the robot in a game and uh yeah uh but he cheated according to the myth and uh that's what has our sundered city trapped in perpetual time loop uh mm-hmm. But uh, that's the myth. So what actually happened? Uh, we'll have to find out. I'm kind of envisioning it as like the fantasy analog of what was that that robot's name? Blue Dreaming or whatever? The chess robot? Oh, yeah, yeah. That is true. Uh, I envision the character very much like Ultron. <laughs> but, like Ult- <laughs> but like Ultron when he has all the Infinity Stones. Uh, yeah. I'm sure this is something we'll find out. But like, so the city is time locked. Dude. Are things within it time locked, or is it specifically just the city? Uh, it, the people there are also stuck. Um, but when you are they go, effectively immortal? Uh, yeah, essentially because they're frozen. Um, in time. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, they're not moving either. Like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, like, t- it not, took me a second. They're not <laughs> living uh, their lives, you know, forever. Uh, yeah. But uh people that go there don't get frozen right so like okay. you, you can go there and encounter the frozen people but you don't get frozen it's like that period of time stops it but like it's not contagious yeah 
uh yeah um all right uh what else is there to uh do um i guess we can talk about the uh the lyceum uh uh talk about the lyceum what uh let's see you you all probably answer to a specific person um and uh yeah i'll just elaborate on that person uh so uh the person that uh sort of gives you your your like what you need to do uh they are the the acorn maestro um and uh they're squirrel they're a little squirrel uh yes talking squirrel (laughs) and uh yeah uh and oftentimes they tell you like this story and they're like once i was a dragon but like i did some like not so fun things and they turned me into a squirrel and uh you're not sure if you wait, believe them wait or... stop hold on wait wait there are polymorphs they weren't always a squirrel <laughs> that's, that's that's what they say and uh the squirrels you've encountered in the world don't talk so there is some reason to believe them but you don't know for sure but uh that's what they tell you they're like i was a dragon before they turned me into a squirrel because i did some like bad stuff and uh yeah um they refer that's to outrageous them- i love it and they refer to themselves as the acorn maestro and uh as you're out in your travels if you encounter acorns and you bring them back uh you can get some bonus stuff you know some cool things um and uh yeah so uh that is a thing to uh you know take the pause and look at the look at the surroundings maybe uh but uh yeah the acorn maestro they're cool um he uh speaks in a, a very terrible german accent that um i won't do for this uh this first this first little introductory episode uh but uh if uh if you're listening and uh you uh have heard the adventure zone um there is a character named magic brian and uh yeah that's that's pretty much the accent uh, and uh yeah um and then the other person uh that uh you frequently encounter is uh the uh guy who sort of lends out magic items and stuff for you to go on these missions uh, and do things uh and essentially they're all like you know uh items with like random history and you use them to uh to you know do your job uh they are a cactus bear uh so uh if uh if you can what is that if you can uh if you can imagine a bear uh but uh <laughs> they're like a cactus oh you see uh so that's yeah that's worse it's like it's worse it's like a cactus <laughs> it's like a cactus but that's a sentient bear and uh that this particular cactus bear has a a flower growing out of the top of one of his hands and uh periodically he has a like a a, a prickly pear type thing uh and uh yeah he uh those he like puts in this little thing and uh they become more cactus bears uh and yeah uh that uh that guy i forget what his name is because i have it written down somewhere but uh when we start the game uh you'll for sure have his name uh but yeah he <laughs> lends out magic items he's a cactus bear um professor cacatooth and uh stop <laughs> and, shut uh, the hell up he's, in, he's, he's entirely a play on um on the idea of cactus pear if you didn't know <laughs> 
uh and yeah um so uh those are some some folks around the town of folklore uh and uh yeah i think i think that's i think that's cool i think that, i get so i get uh, the sense this town is gonna be crazy yeah well I, I like as as like the base concept is like the epicenter for like story and myth and so i'm like the most random things would be right gotcha because it's like being there is you know uh, part of like that telling the story wide and far or whatever so i think that's you're gonna get the most weird stuff in in folklore and then like you'll get actual like cultures societies outside in the places you visit because they'll be more like this is a place where these people live you know whereas folklore is like just this big like you know everybody's here is strange Uh, it's a metropolitan hub for story. Yeah, and I think that's man. Paper is not hard to find. Uh, yeah. Um. I guess frame of reference wise, it's sort of like uh similar to Candle Keep. If you know what Candle Keep is, anybody know what Candle? Yeah, I, I haven't actually played any of the adventures out of there, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like a big library. The only difference between this and Candle Keep is Candle Keep is like cloistered and shut off, and like you can only go there if you're, you know, bringing something to add. Special. Yeah, well, no, you have to, like, bring a story to add to Candle Key to gain access. Oh, okay. And then only people who bring stories get to go into Candle So it's kind of like, uh, it's it's like folklore, but if you had restrictions, whereas folklore doesn't. Folklore is like, everybody, come tell all your stories. We want, we want to hear everything. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I did not say anywhere in this recording that uh the lyceum is a place of uh like magical permanence in terms of story so if the story is an artifact of the story or a written version of the story is placed within the lyceum it is a like permanent thing and uh written versions of that legend or myth are added to all the shrines to the god that runs it um i'm really tempted to call them the god of fable does that seem cool does that seem all right you can you can do whatever the fuck you want buddy you can call him god of whatever yes um so yeah i think you know i think the god of fables is uh the person that runs hell the, yeah the lyceum and uh and they uh yeah they whenever you add a legend or myth to the library and the lyceum it's added to all the shrines to the god of fables across the entire setting so everyone everywhere has access to it and i think that's the importance of like this place and like the value of like helping people get their stories there and helping people do and i think uh that's also a cool like fun narrative thing that we can play with is like uh you know helping people get their story told right and then it's innately from their perspective because we're assisting them to bring their story um yeah i think that's fun Um, and then obviously we can prevent some people from trying to ruin stories or erase stories or like you know do certain things uh yeah so just for the recording that's what the players are doing is campaign uh like the idea that every story we bring back has a little addendum on the bottom that just says and there was a talking banana <laughs> the talking banana addendum uh, yeah no that's how you could just incorporate a talking banana into every myth he was outside talking to his talking real banana. <laughs> that's how it becomes real yeah uh, yeah uh the uh i guess to do a brief uh rundown of uh 
like um location wise uh i think the city of folklore is on the edge of like uh some cliffs and like near water right i think that's the place uh mostly because i i like the like uh imagery of uh if in like greek myths uh where they have uh the oracle right you go find the oracle they're always in that like edge of the water town and like their temple hangs above the cliff and you know Mm -hmm. that type of thing i think that that imagery is uh is cool for what like we're doing uh yeah um that's really all we got for today um so uh this has been that's dicey uh i'm andrew i'm steph and jojo patrick all right until next time